1: Our text is taken from 2 Timothy chapter 4 verses 1 to 5. 2 Timothy 4, 1 to 5. If you have a Bible, you can turn there or you can read. I think it's printed on your bulletin, or it's printed up there. You're not gonna get away without reading the word. Amen. This is a Bible-believing church, and so we proclaim from the scriptures. Now every time we do that. Uh, people yeah, have a little bit of problem with it because they tend to, you know, have a problem with the one delivering the word. But please, you know, I am wearing a nice blazer. Be nice to me and understand that, I, you know, I'm uh, I'm just the waiter, okay? Jesus is the cook. So it's the words of Jesus that we're hearing this morning. I took an art class a long, long time ago. I was a much younger man then. I'm, you know, I'm one of these wannabe artists. And I took a, a, an art class, a drawing class, a, a class on how to sketch. And um, we got into the classroom, and the teacher said to us, Okay, all you have to do is to draw what I draw on the board. You're going to draw a bird. And, and she said, oh, you, have, you have five minutes to draw what I draw on the board. And so she proceeded to go on the board and she drew the bird. It was just a sketch. It looked like a bird. And, and she said, go, do your work. And all of us went ahead and did our drawings and, and, uh, the five minutes was over and she said, stop, put your pencils down and I want you to show everybody your work. And we did. There were some dogs in there. There were some bats. There were some Dragonflies and all of that stuff. And it's amazing how every person has an interpretation of what a bird looks like. No one person drew that subject the same exact way that that teacher did. I thought it was interesting. The same is true when it comes to proclaiming the word of Christ. Or how we call, or what we call, more commonly call, preaching. The term preaching simply means proclaiming the word. Sadly, the word preaching has taken a kind of a a negative connotation. And it's become so much misunderstood. uh, And usually, um, we usually associate the term uh, as a medium to inflict condemnation and guilt. other people. And that's simply ignorance of what the essence and purpose of proclaiming the word or preaching biblically really is. Preaching, listen, is a spiritual discipline just like praying and worshiping and meditating and studying It's a spiritual discipline. Proclamation of the Word is expected to be part of every Christian's walk and commitment to Jesus. Now, I'm saying that slowly because every time we hear the Word preaching, it conjures up in our minds images of a person like a pastor, you know, on a pulpit you know, pounding away and preaching to the people and, 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 you know, bringing up things, teaching them and all of that. Now, that is indeed part of preaching, but that is a different gifting that some people have and some people don't. Proclamation of the Word is not limited to those who stand up on the pulpit, who wear robes, or who has a a, a platform to be able to conduct that kind of preaching. Proclaiming the Word takes on many different forms and many different ways. We proclaim the Word to our children. Amen? I hope we do. We proclaim the word to to our family, to our friends, our neighbors. We even proclaim them to strangers, given the opportunity that the Holy Spirit leads us. And we proclaim the word to each other. I hope we do. Preaching is both an in-house situation and an outside situation. We are to proclaim the word to non-believers for the purpose of pointing them to salvation through Jesus Christ. But to believers, we proclaim the word for the purpose of sanctification. So let me say that again. When we say we're proclaiming the word, when we say we're preaching, and don't get thrown off by that word preaching, what we're doing is, when we do it To those who are outside the body of Christ, it's for the purpose of pointing them to God's redemptive work in Jesus. Pointing them to the cross of Christ. Pointing them toward salvation. But when we proclaim the word to each other within the body of Christ, it's for the purpose of sanctification. So I would offer... A definition of preaching based on our text this morning, and I hope you you, uh, you you kind of use this as a framework, so you don't get intimidated by the word preaching or proclaiming the word. Because each and every person who is born again is called to do this. It's not just people like me who stand up on a, 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 a stage or a, you know or pound the pulpit. It's everybody's calling. So let me give you a definition. I don't know if it's printed on your bulletin, but I I hope it is. Yes, it is. Okay, This is my definition of preaching. Preaching is first and foremost a command given to those who are fully consecrated in order to fight the corruption in this world while also fulfilling the great commission of Christ. That's a concise definition of preaching. And we're going to unpack that in a moment. But let me repeat the definition. Preaching is first and foremost a command given to those who are fully consecrated in order to fight the corruption in this world while also fulfilling the great commission of Christ. Now, before we unpack this, before we go through the points of the sermon, there are four based on the definition. Why proclaim the Word? Why preach? Why is it a command? Romans chapter 10, verses 14 to 15 gives us the purpose of proclaiming the word, of preaching from the standpoint of our definition. Romans 10, 14 to 15, it says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's powerful. Because we got to get people to call on the name of the Lord for them to be saved. And for us within the family of God, we also need to learn how to call on the name of the Lord for the purpose of sanctification. How then, the verse says, can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet. Of those who bring the gospel. So why preach? Because it's key to everything. It's key to the salvation of those who will hear the word of the gospel, the good news. And it's key to the sanctification of those who are inside the body of Christ. So the essence of preaching when it comes to uh, um, proclaiming the word of God, involving believers... We need to see preaching as a gift for some, but a calling for all. So if you are a born-again believer in Christ, if you're a follower of Jesus, some of you will be gifted to preach and teach the Word. But not because you are not gifted to preach and teach the Word doesn't mean you are not called to proclaim the Word. So it is a gift for some, But a calling for all Christians. In 1 Peter chapter 4 verses 10 to 11, it says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have, you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, that's a gift of preaching right there. They should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, that's another gift, but everyone's called to serve, right? They should do it with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory and power forever and ever. The point that I'm trying to make with that verse is, even though preaching or proclaiming the word is a a, a legitimate, unique gift that God gives to some, everybody is called to proclaim the word. The same thing with serving Even though there are some specific giftings that God will give us through His Holy Spirit in order to be able to serve specifically at whatever God has has called us to do, everyone is called to serve Christ. So let's not lose track of that. So in light of the purpose and essence of preaching or proclaiming the Word, let's unpack this definition one by one. Number one, proclaiming or preaching is first and foremost a commandment it's a command now in our context paul was writing to timothy a young pastor and he was he was giving this 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 um charge uh, to him and i don't want to i don't want to misapply or misinterpret that's the primary context of that text a pastor to another pastor encouraging uh the younger pastor to preach nevertheless i'd like to look at that command to preach from the standpoint of everyone who is commanded and called. Alright? So first and foremost, we need to look at proclaiming the word of Christ as a command. Look at, it, look at the verse again. In the presence of God, as God is our witness, and of Christ, Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead. Now, you have to underline that <clears throat> somehow in your Bible. In light of the fact That God will judge the living and the dead. And in view of His appearing and of His kingdom, Jesus said, I give you this charge, this commandment. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Listen, loved ones. God will judge both believers and unbelievers. He will judge believers and unbelievers. You know... In our culture today, when you speak about God, very seldom do you hear people say, Oh, thank you, Lord, that one day you will judge me. We don't say that, do we? We don't like this idea of God being a judge. You know why? Because we have this idea that God is only supposed to love us, to bless us, and to do the things that we expect An almighty God to do. But the Bible is very clear. Yes, God is love, but He's also a judge. He will judge both those who believe and those who do not believe. And at the center of why some believe and why some do not believe is the calling of preaching. The proclamation of the word. And so if you're thinking, well, you know, I'm not called to preach or not called to proclaim the word of God. Listen. The destiny of many people outside of Christ, listen, the destiny of people outside of Christ hinges on the fact that they have heard the proclamation of God's word. Now, the rewards of those inside the body on the day of judgment, those who are Christians, the rewards that we receive hinges on what we have heard and applied in our lives. So this is not a simple enterprise for many Christians. Okay? So first and foremost, it's a command. Proclaiming the word is as critical as praying, it's as critical as singing praises to God. It's as critical as meditating on God's word. It's as critical as witnessing to people. We obey that command to pray regardless of the situation. We command to we are commanded to pray. You know, uh, sometimes we pray just as a situation dictates. Now, apply that to preaching. We also have to proclaim the Word, not on the basis of the situation, but as a primary discipline in our lives. It's an integral part of our walk with Jesus. Uh, It's not just the pastor's job alone to proclaim the Word. Do you believe that it's the pastor's job alone to pray? Of course not. You better be praying, people. Right? But why is it when it comes to proclaiming the word, people think that, oh, that's the job of the pastor. No, it isn't. Okay? It isn't. It's everyone's calling to proclaim the word of Christ. Everyone. So, so stop that, that, that stereotyping in your head. It's everybody's calling in their Christian life. You start with your household. Do you, again, do you teach your children the word of Christ? Do you teach them the Word of God? The command is to proclaim, to preach, and teach. That's, that's the commandment. Oh, right, You know, Pastor, I, I, you know, I'm not really very good with words. I can't put sentences together. And I can't, you, know, you know. just come up with all kinds of... I'm just not articulate enough. I can't even spell articulate. We come up with all kinds of things. But listen, our commandment the commandment given to us, is to proclaim the Word of Christ, so it 's a given that we need to know what Christ taught. we need to know what the words of Christ are, so the commandment is for us to proclaim them. the outcome belongs to God. did you know i i 'll be preaching today and i 'll be talking, and you know i 'll be you know bringing you these points, but am I smart enough? Bring an outcome uh, for, for all of these things. that I, No, only God produces the, the outcome. That's the, that's the part of the Holy Spirit. I'm not the Holy Spirit. No one is. But the commandment is for us to proclaim the Word. When we proclaim the Word, God, the Holy Spirit, takes charge. Nevertheless, it's a commandment. And that's the greatest contribution we can ever give to our family. That's the greatest thing you can ever give. Impart in, in your family. Now, there's no guarantees that if you preach to them or if you proclaim the word of Christ to them, there's not gonna guarantee that they're gonna obey God. No, no, it's it's on them. Okay? Yeah. Don't don't take that pressure. You know what's the matter with this kid? I sent them to Sunday school. I sent them to Christian school. I sent them to this. I proclaim. I prayed for him at night. I prayed for him during the day. I mean I always counsel him the word of God. How come he gets involved in this vile things? That's not on you. You proclaim the word. It's on the kid. The same thing is true with your family. The same thing is true with your friends. The same thing is true with everybody. Our command the commandment given to us is to proclaim the word. Not to worry about the outcome. We pray that the outcome will be fine, right? We can only pray. And, and God knows, I'll fight the devil for the souls of my children. I, I, I'll fight the devil all the way through so that the word of Christ might prevail. And I have the power of the Holy Spirit. You have the power of the Holy Spirit. need not be afraid to proclaim the word. What about our friends? What about our co-workers? What about all these things? What kinds of words come out of our mouths? When we're around people, do they have spiritual values? When you're your non-believing friends, do, do, do the things we say have some kind of spiritual value? Or you, do you simply want to fit in as a Christian? You know what, if you're a Christian, don't try to fit in. You've, you belong to the kingdom of God. You don't belong to the kingdom of the world. Okay? It's, it, you might think that it's cool to be in the world. But the Bible says, if you belong to the world, it's going to be hot. So don't try to be cool trying to belong to the world. Eventually, the world will be judged, and it's going to a hot place. The cool people are in the kingdom of God. And that's a fact, Jack. What are some of the things we say to people? Do we waste words? Do we waste opportunities? Every word that will come out of our mouths when we're dealing with people have to at least have something redemptive in them. We cannot redeem people. Only Jesus can do that. But we can certainly proclaim the word of Christ that brings about some redemptive value. Okay? Some redemptive value. I remember, uh, you know, I have a very stressful secular job, you know. I it's always have to we have deadlines after deadlines after deadlines. And it's just very stressful. And one time, a few years ago, uh, you know, my, my coworker saw me really struggling with the stress, you know. I mean, I mean the guy probably was looking at me and reading my lips, trying to see if I was cursing. Because I said I was a Christian, so, you know. And then, I, you know, I started murmuring the words, Oh, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall w- run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint, you know. I was saying these things quietly. I'm not annoying anybody at work, right? And then my, my, um, my co-worker came up to me and says, Hey, listen, buddy, don't worry about it, okay? All your labors will not be in vain. You may be crying now, but you will be glad when it's over. He's, he spoke that to me. I don't even know if he's a Christian I didn't even know if it was a believer. All I knew is that on that very moment, God was using His words to lift me up. You know, if, if pagans can do that, how much more? Do we have that responsibility to offer something redemptive? Simple encouragement. Talk to people. Say, I'm praying for you. And you know what? This is what I read the other day from the Word of God. This is what I read the other day. It says, you know, Greater is He that is in me than he that is in the world. I mean, simple verses like that. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Simple proclamation of what Jesus said goes a long way when people are struggling with issues in their lives. You know, their bartender will go encourage them, the doctors. But it comes from us proclaiming the Word of Christ to them. Simple motivation from God's Word. You know, those are all part of proclaiming His Word. You know, I'm grateful to those of you who come up here and give your testimony. I really am. Because that's part of proclaiming the Word. Those of you who sing, you know, I know we have a rotation of singers here. And please... If you can sing, offer your talents to the Lord. Because in in this church, singing or testifying, they're not just talking or coming up with harmonies and melodies. They are a proclamation of God's Word. When we do that. Maybe you don't appreciate that very much. You know, I'm just going to sing. It's not just singing. It's proclaiming to somebody that Jesus is Lord. You know, that's what people need to hear. You know, when I walk inside the church, there's only one thing that I want to hear. There's only one thing that I want people to say, and that is Jesus is seated on the throne. He is Lord. Lord of all. That's what I want to hear. Because if Jesus is not seated at the throne of our hearts, forget it. Simple encouragement. Don't, don't worry about it. You know, we are not called to be, to talk like William Shakespeare. Or for those of you who are more modern, like Darth Vader. We're not all called to, to be all of that. But you know what? We can say something simple, something biblical, and it'll encourage people like you never know. If you don't know how to say it in words, do it like that old, great, late, great Jim Croce did. There's a song in the 70s that that man wrote, and I still sing it today. It goes like this. Well, you know, it's kind of late. I hope I didn't wake you. But what I got to say can't wait. I hope you understand. Every time I try to tell you, the words just came out wrong. So I have to say, I love you in a song. I know you want me to pick up the guitar and sing that, but it's not going to happen. But it doesn't have to be like telling people this and that and sharing all of these magnificent biblical verses. You can say it in a song, you can say it in a testimony, you can say it in a blog. You can say it many other ways, and it makes a difference because God is moving.
0: You've been listening to Living on the Rock Radio with Pastor Israel Labson, a ministry of Living Rock Christian Church in Sunnyvale, California. If you have been helped by this radio program and would like to keep it on the air, your continued prayerful and financial support is greatly appreciated. Please visit livingontherockradio.com where all your tax-deductible gifts will go directly to the radio ministry. That's livingontherockradio.com Living Rock is a church that doesn't care how you are dressed or what candidate you voted for. A church made up of imperfect people from all walks of life with a hunger and thirst to understand God's plan for our lives. No matter what you've been through or what questions you may have about God and faith, You will find love, grace, and hope at Living Rock Christian Church, 675 East Taylor Avenue in Sunnyvale, with Sunday worship starting at 1030 a.m. More information at livingontherockradio.com.